Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this post-game Twitter space uh, that we're doing before we record our podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a rough one, guys. Not going to lie. That was... That was uh, you know that term, you know, dying by the death of a thousand cuts well, that I felt like I died and then was like rescued at the last minute and then died again and then rescued and then died. Maybe I was being tortured. I can't tell. But then like I was saved. Then we got, I don't know, captured again. I don't know. It was it was a rough one. It was a rough one, guys. There was a lot of a lot of things to talk about in this one. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with our podcast, we do a podcast recap of each game. Um, every Sunday night, um, but in Twitter Spaces is the perfect opportunity to give you guys a chance to actually talk and be on the podcast and discuss how you feel um, that uh, how, you, how your feelings are in this game. Sorry, I'm trying to copy in some of the co-hosts. Um, and yeah, it was this was uh, this was one of those games where. Um, there were definitely some issues, but man, if it, it, it was one of those games where if you weren't a Bills fan, if you were anyone but a Bills fan, this was probably the most fantastic playoff game you've ever seen in your entire life. Uh, I mean, what what was there not to love? There's a ton of offense, everything. It was it was unbelievable, um, except for the fact that the Bills lost. <laughs> if you can get past that mentally and psychologically, what an amazing game! What a fantastic game! <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to uh, turn it over. We got some people already in the uh, request area. So like I said, mostly this is about you guys. Um, Want to get in some requests here uh, right now. So if you're not familiar with Twitter spaces, what happens is when I click on you, um, I say uh, I say add a speaker. And then at the bottom left hand, you just make sure that your mic is on as opposed to muted because it starts you off as muted. So go ahead and... and uh, Hit that mic is on, Private Joker 2003, and uh, and lay it on us. Hello? Are you there? I'm processing. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to figure. You're I'm, like, physically, I'm, I'm here. Mentally, I'm still, I'm still I'm, not. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get my thoughts together right now. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, like, there was, a, there was a point about five minutes into this game, five minutes from the end of the fourth quarter, where I think that I just kind of... A, I kind of turned myself off emotionally. Like it's 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 something that I've been able to do since that Texans playoff game a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's just like the Texans playoff game, like the Music City Miracle, like the four Super Bowls. I think there was a cert there was a certain point where I'm just like I was trying to to like actively tell myself like you're witnessing probably some of the best football that, that anybody's ever seen. You know, Josh Allen's an amazing quarterback, like our weapons are amazing and the competition is, you know, it's worthy competition and everything that we're, that we're facing. Um, but it's, it's, it's just like, wow, like how do you, it, I don't feel as bad. I feel bad, 
but I don't feel as bad as I would think just because of the fact that there isn't anything that was like shameful that we did. <laughs> like Alan, every single time that he could make a play, he did it. And even that some people might say, oh, the prevent defense or whatever, but really like that, that, that those throws by Mahomes, like the timing and the way that he worked it exactly to the guy at the right second, it wasn't even like it was terrible defense. It was just like, out of this universe play by both teams <laughs> like yeah so i don't know I, I feel like fuck the chiefs go Bengals, but at the same time like i don't feel as low as i thought that i might <laughs> i don't know about this now, now you bring up some some really good points I, the feeling at the end of this one i mean it, it sucked it was an up and down um maybe because we didn't go as far maybe because it was a lot closer last year it wasn't even close i mean the bills got blown out yeah. for all intents and purposes so here here's a question for you um like, I watched Patrick Mahomes' post-game press conference, and he gave a lot of love to Josh Allen, specifically the Bills coaching staff and whatever. I don't resent them as much, and maybe it's because they weren't as dirty as last season. But, I mean, like you said, fuck the Chiefs. But, like, I, I, I don't know if I go into that realm and, like, go Bengals. Like, I, I don't know if I – I don't hate Mahomes after this game or, or the, yeah. the Chiefs. I feel like it was a dirtier game last year, but I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? I think – I think that so the, my reason for saying fuck the Chiefs, I don't hate them as much because I do feel like there's more mutual respect between them. But it's just mm -hmm. like I think about it in terms of like bar discussions. Right. So like if the Chiefs go and win this game, they're going to go to if they go to the Super Bowl. They're probably going to win. So now it's like they've got two Super Bowls. So I, I'm thinking of the bar discussion potential about the whole thing. <laughs> That's that's why I say fuck the Chiefs go Bengals because they don't want them to get two Super Bowls on us. We got to come back <laughs> and, and have more Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. We're, there's still plenty of time for that. But yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much for uh, for coming on. Um, appreciate you getting in. And uh, and yeah, go Bills. Thank We're going to circle these wagons. All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Take care, Private Joker. <laughs> All right. All right. Next in line. He's been waiting a while. I'm going to get him in. He is the host of the Buff Hub podcast. He is Steve Vega. Steve has been uh, waiting very patiently, as a lot of you have. So appreciate all you guys uh, getting in. Uh, Steve, Steve, what's going on, man? Circling the wagons. How you doing, brother? <laughs> Good, buddy. How Good. you doing? Listen, listen. The guy playing quarterback has a rag on. He's not our guy. Okay? Listen. Nah, man. Okay. What are we supposed to say? Like, What do you say in this game? Like, This is a game where you basically have your arms raised up the entire game. You're running out of every room in your house trying to figure out you're talking to yourself. I mean, literally, this is exactly the worst-case scenario for the Buffalo Bills to play the Chiefs. You don't ever want to be in position to chase the Chiefs. And you know what? That's the issue with this game is that you knew right when the Bills were going to have to chase the Chiefs, it was going to be it was going to be downhill from there. No matter how many touchdowns you threw, no matter how many times you get in the red zone and execute, no matter how many players just start scoring four touchdowns, Gabe Davis, just out of nowhere, setting an NFL postseason record, you just, you can't do that against Mahomes. Just like in the past, the Bills have learned, you can't do that to Brady. The only way you beat Brady is what you saw today. You go up 20 to, 20 to 3, 27 to 3, and then you win by a field goal. <laughs> like, literally, you can't, you can't make it up. But this is one of those quarterbacks that I hope some way, somehow, the coaching staff makes real adjustments on how to fix these things. Because 
you know, yeah, we want to get on the defense and, but look, then you got to get on Brian Dable for running it three straight times when it's a tie ball game and you kick the ball back. You got, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Well, what do you think about, um, so I mean, where do you, bl- Steve, where do you lay the blame on this loss? Because I mean, I have a couple of different areas, but I'd love to hear your, uh, your thoughts on that. I lay the blame on, I think Brian Dable, because <laughs> you knew this game was a game of inches. And you knew going into this game, you could not chase Mahomes. And I know I'm sounding redundant here, but there's like, and as much as we want to, we want to rag on the defense, like, man, you, you really can't. And at the end of the day, we knew going into this game, we do not have an elite pass rusher. We knew going into this game, it was going to be one of those situations where Matt Milano or someone on the defense was going to have to make a turnover, especially without having Tredavious White against these guys. So if I am looking at the Bills and I'm going to pick out of anything, what is the main issue I take from this game? It's Brian Dayball not staying aggressive 100% of the game. You have to. You can't wait till you got to play catch up and then you go up and then, you know what, you still, Mahomes has three timeouts, has to tie the ball game. Uh, you know, with his rocket arm, and then you play prevent. Like, it, it's just the way it turned out. We want to put it on the defense, but man, if you go up a touchdown against Mahomes and you stay aggressive, you win the ball game. Yeah, I appreciate that, Steve. I, there's a lot to a uh, lot to react on that and agree with. So thank you, Steve. Steve, he does the Buff Hub podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Um, follow him. What is it? At the Buff Hub? At Buff Hub. At Buff Hub. And uh, yeah, yeah, appreciate you uh, keep coming on, man. No For worries, sure. brother. Always fun. All right, take care. Take care. Um, so, so one of the things that uh, I love that he brought up was the aggressiveness. Uh, one thing that came to mind was when Teron Matthew went out in the first quarter with a concussion, first or second quarter. And for some odd reason, the Bills waited for a long time to really attack the deep secondary uh, and take advantage of that, um, which I just, I just. For the life of me, I couldn't understand it. I mean, they were still getting some yardage. They were still making some plays. Uh, but they were missing those big spa- splash plays until the, the fourth quarter. Um, and that's one of the things that I, I, I would put on Dable's uh, – I would lay the blame on Dable's shoulders for that one. So we got some more uh, requested speakers. Uh, I have the, uh, the future Mr. Jennifer Garner on. As a speaker, just go to that lower left-hand corner and hit the mic is on button or the mute, unmute, unmute mic or whatever it is. Future husband of future Mr. Jennifer Garner, you're up. Um, I, I agree with exactly what you were just saying about um, why was it that Dable wasn't pushing the plays going downfield after Tyron Matthew went out? Because once you lose the, the leader of their secondary, the leader of their defense, the leader of their secondary – and they still were playing everything 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. If you just pushed it a little bit, if you get one more score in the first half, it changes the entire complexity of the game. So when I, I, after a game like that, you don't want to lay, I hate saying, say laying blame. I know there's going to be some blame laid on the defense played in the last 13 seconds of the, of the game. There's going to be blame laid on Dable. But Dable, they could have been up on them. They could have been ahead. They could have made Mahomes play from behind. And they didn't because they were not aggressive until far too late in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about uh, the fact that Diggs only had, you know, three targets going into the fourth quarter? And that's, I think, another reason, another reason because, but, but again, Diggs was playing everything short. He never let him go. He never let him 
go down the middle of the field or go down the sideline or take those long plays. And once you stretch the field and knowing you can do that, you you start to loosen up the defense in that 10-yard, 15-yard zone where you can get more passes to Knox, get more passes to Beasley. You can loosen up that 10-yard zone because you don't have the safeties playing up so hard, Once, but, but, but because they never went deep. And I felt like sometimes they did that I guess it was maybe two weeks ago against the Jets where I felt like they could have pressed things a little bit harder and they didn't. Dable just plays... Sometimes he starts the game to play not to lose, and it's not until the second half that he wants to play to win, and he's got to... Once you see Tyron Matthew go out, who is the heart of that secondary, you have to start pushing the ball downfield. Yeah, yeah, agreed there. Agreed there. Anything else you'd like to add uh the future, uh, Mr. Jennifer Garner, before um, you're... Uh... Just... It's funny, when we hit that 13 seconds and I saw them all hogging and celebrating on the sideline, I said, this isn't going to happen. Because it, you, you know, because you just knew it's almost like, I, I think I think if you're a younger Bills fan, you could be angry at this. But for those of us who, the four Super Bowls and the Music City Miracle, and you're resigned to it. We're the Charlie Brown that Lucy will always pull the football out from under us. And I don't know if that's will ever change until we win a Super Bowl. We will always be the Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Some great points. Some great points on there. Thank you for coming on and, uh, and giving us your thoughts. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. all your work this season, too. I love listening to your podcast and your stuff online. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you very Go much. Bills. Go Bills. All right. That was the future Mr. Jennifer Garner. One of my favorite handles, by the way. Got it. Got a got a shout out to that. Uh, be Mormon 2020 uh, is in. One of longtime listeners of Circling the Wagons podcast. Appreciate you coming in. B Mormon twenty twenty. What's up? Hey, uh, I've been better. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not you gonna know, lie. I've been better. I've been I've been worse, but I've also been better. So go ahead. Yeah, man. let's let's all be thankful for you know being alive and doing what we want to do, which is watch football on a Sunday. I'm just out here barbecuing. Yeah. I don't have much to say. Cooking a steak and corn, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, I don't know. That was I think the thing for me that I really disliked was not doing a squib kick. Uh, that last kickoff before regulation. But, I mean, it's all in the past. Classic Bills is what it is. Sorry, I don't have anything more positive to say, but I don't know that there is much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that's, a, that's a really good point. That's a really excellent point. You know, what gets me about that is, uh, is I see it two ways. So Joe Marino, obviously, people know Joe Marino from Locked On Bills podcast and, and uh, the Draft Network and and he mentioned, he's like, you have to, you have to make them return the ball, I believe is what he said. You have to make them return the ball. And at the same time, it's like, well, those aren't doing so well at stopping guys, uh, at least on the offense. Um, and also special teams, by the way. Tyreek Hill almost ran one back um, against a, uh, an opponent return if it wasn't for Matt Hawk. Matt Hawk, by the way, geez, the MVP of the season. I don't know if you guys ever doubted Matt Hawk ever in your life. I know we here didn't in Circling the Lions. Oh, I um, never doubt Bill's punters. I've never done that before. So. Oh, no, never. never. <laughs> in, in, in at least two seasons. <laughs> yeah, never, never. Never done that before. So. Never. Anyway, um, I, I would drag it out here, but, uh, you know, go Bill, yeah. I guess. Let's keep going. Go right, Bill. Appreciate keep, you keep chiming in. See you, man. See ya. Uh, appreciate you chiming in. Be Mormon 2020. Yeah, yeah. It's um, The special team wasn't great tonight. Um, in that in that respect, at least, you know, a couple of returns like that. And uh, but at the same time, you know, they run it out and you're talking, you know, five, six seconds off the clock. And, all, you know, all of a sudden, instead of getting 13 seconds and you can go 40 yards, maybe they have to go 30 yards and seven, eight seconds. 
maybe that's a little bit less doable in one play as opposed to two plays. I don't know. I wasn't a fan of that prevent defense. I got to be honest. Um, I know the saying is completely outplayed, um, and it's been said so many times, but the the only thing the prevent defense ever does is prevent you from losing. I mean, all, all they needed to do was go not even 40 yards. They went 44 yards and kicked a 48-yard field goal, but for Butker to kick it, uh, his range was... I would think it was less than 40 yards they needed to go, which you could easily do that in 13 seconds. I mean, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, the Bills' pass rush wasn't getting home as it was for the most part. I mean, they were getting some pressure, but they weren't taking down Mahomes um, all game. So, so yeah, yeah, th- those are some of my biggest uh, my biggest uh, complaints so far this game. So uh, let's see. Who is next? Edward, Edward Velasquez. Edward Velasquez, I am adding you as a speaker. If you look at the bottom left-hand side, uh, it'll, you start off muted. You just have to hit mic is on or hit it so that mic is hey, on. Thank, thank, and, uh, yeah, go ahead, thank you for having me. I'm going to keep this short for you. I just want to hear your opinion on our defense. I mean, we were nonstop talking about we're the number one defense, the number one defense. I mean, where were we really that bad without your Darius White? I mean, Wallace looked like a, I mean, they were just picking him apart. I mean, I just, we're not double teaming Hill. We're, I mean, we're leaving Kelsey out to get these easy 15 yard passes. I mean, I just don't know what, what to say. I mean, I'm speechless. Um, well, well, my opinion on that'll be the defense did not have a good game. Um, but I mean, it's all with, you know, a grain of salt because I mean, you're going against one of the best, you know, passing offenses in the entire league. Right. I mean, people, I, I guess it's kind of tough because we had a little bit of fool's gold last week. The Bills played an unbelievable, perfect game, right, offensively. And defensively, they were amazing. Um, But that was also Mac Jones. I mean, the Bills did a great job against Mac Jones. They did a great job against Matt Ryan. They did a great job against, uh, I don't know, whoever the Jets' starting quarterback is now, Zach Wilson. It changes from year to year, so it's hard to remember. But um, I will say that, you know, they, they weren't good. They weren't good for a lot of the game, and uh, and they did good. They did a good enough job at, at holding them at certain points. But yeah, the splash plays were there, the inability to stop them on fourth down, um, and a lot of third downs. Also, uh, running the ball, passing the ball. I mean, they just could not get their hands on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, dude, like. He, yeah, how many times did they have their grasp on Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Ed Oliver out. was trying. I mean, he was still getting double team, and he was still doing. I mean, we have to have guys that to step up. I mean, he can't be the only guy on our team to be doing that. I mean, we need a pass rusher. I mean, we really do. I mean, this draft is going to be huge for us. I think this draft is going to be huge for us, but also it's going to be a down because a lot of our talk about our coaches might possibly be leaving us. So again, that just makes me think, and you know, where, where is the next step to go? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Edward, uh, appreciate you coming in, man, and uh, and giving us your thoughts, and that, that's a lot to digest right there. So appreciate you coming in and uh, and saying that because we probably will lose at least one or two coaches. I mean, that's that's how you keep those coaches is uh, is by keep going in the playoffs. Those uh, those other NFL teams are going to get you know a little antsy. Uh, they don't want to wait till the championship game or the Super Bowl to to hire these guys, so they just want to hire them, especially with Joel Shane. Um, leaving for the Giants uh, job, at least. So I, I imagine he'll bring either Dable or, uh, or Frazier. And after today's game, I mean, I imagine it's going to be Dable over Frazier for, for my guess. I'm going to allow a couple more speakers before we take off and record our actual podcast. Uh, right now, I have in Big R. Big R in SD. My man. So we had Big Mike on last week, which Big Mike is uh, is actually in the request button. I might get to 
might get to him after this. Um, but uh, Big R on the bottom left-hand side, it says Mike is on or mute his mic. But Big R is actually the opposite of Big Mike. Big Mike is six foot six. Big R, are you six foot six? Six also. In my mind, but you know, subtract <laughs> a few inches there. <laughs> and we all are. That's right. We all are in our mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like just shell shocked. I mean, um, you know, I. There's so much you can nitpick throughout the game on some of those third and two calls. At the end of the day, we had 13 seconds left. We didn't squib it, and we played prevent defense. And I, and I texted all my friends as soon as they scored a touchdown. I'm like, this is too much time. We got to squib it. Like, you know, you got you to, you know, if, even if they take to the house, you know, you take that risk, take off a few seconds. But we didn't. And after that first play, I just knew they were going to get a field goal range. You just saw it, right? I mean, we didn't guard it at all. Like, here's 20 yards. Here's another 20 yards. Um, I feel sick for Allen. I mean, he was just out of this world. Um, I, I don't even look at the stats, but I, I'm sure him and Mahomes are pretty neck and neck. Um, if you add up rushing and, and passing, or well, I mean, Mahomes had an extra drive. Stupid coin. We lose the coin toss twice, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I know, I know. There were so many things that didn't go. I mean, real quick, yeah. Bigar, sorry not to cut Please, you off. Yeah. Um, but, but all those things you said that. Uh, the stop, the 13 seconds left, the field goal, the prevent defense, the the non-squib kick, the the not getting the the coin flip right. I mean, the, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot. There's a lot. But go ahead. Yeah. I, 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 was, is the prompt the wall of fame, wall of shame, or just like what your thoughts are? Like, I'm on the therapist couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want my thoughts? You no, no. Like, like, is the prompt for us who are speaking like the wall of fame, wall of shame, or just overall thoughts? I, no, just 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 your thoughts on the game, man. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it it's so because you and I, Nate, about you know we're about the same age, and we've most of our adult lives have been watching them fail miserably, dragging my then girlfriend, who's now my wife for the past almost decade, like just hey, come to this bar, watch this <laughs> terrible, terrible team uh, with JP Lawson, Trent Edwards, Kelly Holcomb, and so like I try to think of that, you know, the fact that we're in a divisional round, but at the same time, after last year making the championship round. Um, we really left one on the table and we're going to think about this for, if we don't get a Super Bowl in the Allen era forever, right? I mean, 13 seconds, a chance to host the AFC championship game. That's a bitter pill to swallow. Um, but it, you know, I, I, I mean, being a Bills fan, you have to have a, you have to have silver linings, right? How have we managed, maintained this, this long? Um, my silver linings are, we're going to have, we have Josh Allen, we have Sean McDermott, we have Brandon Bean. We're going to be competitive, um, so long as those three are there, um, I think we have a lot of tough decisions to make on defense. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I know there's some, I mean, to me, if Trey White plays today, we win. That's my honest thought. Um, besides him and I think keep, keeping Oliver, we have a lot of opportunities to improve there. I don't know how much cap space we have to do it. Maybe we use the draft, but you know, as you were just saying, Nate, um, we really needed, um, them to step up a, a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're hosting this space. It's gonna be therapeutic to hear everybody. <laughs> That's the whole point. It's just to vent. It's just to vent. It's just to get that out in the open. You know, Where, yeah, like you said, I'm your therapist. Yeah, let's get it. What's what's really bothering you? What did your parents do to you? Right, like <laughs> you know, it, um, it's just like my 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 two year old for just no reason threw up right at the point when they threw their first pass. <laughs> Thirteen seconds left. I knew it was a bad mm-hmm. omen, man. I was like, oh no. <laughs> She knows. <laughs> um, oh man, sorry to hear yeah. that. Sorry, uh, she's all right. Sorry to hear that. She's hear. all right. Yeah, yeah, she's no, good. but still. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know that. That's never fun, though. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, I guess we'll just, you know, let everyone else speak. Have part some parting thoughts. I mean, that, it. Uh, 
I, I, it's going to sting like some of the, you know, the, the, the why, right? Music City Miracle and all that. But I, I still feel a little bit, I want to end with some optimism. We got Josh Allen. You know, that's going to be, if we're going to get a Super Bowl, it's going to be on his shoulders. He was just Herculean <laughs> today. And I feel b- worse for him. He earned that win. He played out of his mind. And I hope we can get just a few more tinkering pieces to, you know, to, to you know, get the job done. And I think it could happen because you think about Melvin Ingram signing, you know, getting for like for scraps. We're going to get some quality players for scraps, I think, in the future. So those are my thoughts. Yeah. 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 Those are some really good thoughts. Appreciate you coming in, Big R, always being a, a part of the, uh, the post-game tweets. And yeah, yeah, man, glad we could have you on this. All right, guys, take care. Take care. Go Bills. All right, that was Big R in SD. Um, so real quick, I wanted to give, uh, I forgot I didn't mention this. Edward um, had mentioned like where I think that the Bills should go in the draft and everything like that with upcoming pass rushers. And, uh, you know, you know what sucks about that is uh, we did that. We already did that draft. <laughs> we did the draft that addresses pass rushers already. That was the 2021 draft. Like That was the whole point of drafting um, Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham was so that we could beat the Chiefs and pressure Mahomes. And today we did not. Uh, so that's a little disappointing. It's a little hyperbolic, but a little disappointing at the same time um, because we already did that draft. Do I want to spend another first-round pick on a pass rusher? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, where would I spend a first round pick uh, right now? As it is right now, everything being equal positionally, uh, I mean, how do you how do you not go cornerback? Um, I, I was going to say like interior offensive line because that was on my list in the entire season, and then all of a sudden we started playing Ryan Bates, and we <laughs> we we actually realized that we could run up the middle for once. Um, so he'll be back next season for sure, uh, but. But yeah, that's that's the disappointing part is this this team that we have right now was built to beat Kansas City, which was kind of a a little bit of a knock on this team the entire season because we were losing, and especially in the midst of the the, the games that we were losing, it was like why why are we losing? Oh, because this this team was built to to handle uh, the Chiefs. It wasn't built to handle the Titans or the Colts or the big run, the big uh, good offensive lines that run the ball down your throat. Like this team isn't built for it. So that's. We were built to build. We were built to beat the Chiefs, and that's it. Well, <laughs> apparently not tonight. Apparently not tonight, but that's okay. We. Uh, I want to get to at least one more uh, person in the request area, and I'm going to go to my guy uh, Fernando. I'm adding Fernando as a speaker, longtime listener, uh, really cool dude. Um, you are on, Fernando. How are you doing, man? Oh, on the bottom left hand side, you have to. Oh, hit, okay. Sorry. Hit sorry. Button. Sorry. No. Am, I, am I on? No. 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 <laughs> No, you are on. Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to say very quickly, uh, thank you for letting me speak. And um, I also want to say that uh, I noticed a lot of people are trying to take the attention away from uh, defense mistakes at the end of the game. Uh, I just want to say that <clears throat> the performance at the end of the game was still pretty disappointing. I mean, uh, I mean, especially over time, uh, I feel like uh, Petri- uh, Mahomes, he just uh, ran the offense and nobody... Was there to stop them? So, I mean, you're talking about drafting new people for the defense and and all that, and I think I think we can do that. We can definitely improve it, but we're supposed to be the number one defense, right? And uh, <clears throat> even if you have, sorry, even if you have the best draft, uh, it doesn't matter if at the end of the day uh, you, you, your your players don't show up. And I think it's very uh, it's very disappointing. They had to step up a little bit, uh, especially uh, given uh, Josh Allen's performance uh, during the game. Yeah, you know. Um... Let's talk about the defense for one. Yeah, second. yeah, let's I'm do really that. Glad you brought that up. 
I'm really glad you brought that up because, I mean, let's just look at, you know, this Bill's, like, uh, number one ranked defense, yes. right? Well, these are these are the last, you know, teams that the Bills have played um, offensively. Uh, you know, you obviously last, last week was the Patriots. The week before that, the Jets, the Falcons, the Patriots again, the Panthers. And then before then, the Buccaneers, which was really the, the best offense that they had played yes. in, like, the past seven or eight games. Because before that, then it was the Patriots again, and then the Saints. Um they let up 33 points against the Buccaneers. I mean, they got smoked by them exactly. um, defensively. So I sometimes think that number one ranked defense, which I, I agree that they, they're good. They're good defense. They're really good defense. Uh, I think some of that has to do with the opposition that they were playing. Um, looking back at it, at least. Uh, I, and, and, I, and, you know, I think that was a little bit evident today. They didn't miss Tredavious White for the second half of the season, but they didn't need him a lot, you know. And when they did need him in games like against the Buccaneers – or say the Colts maybe or whatever, um, you know, you see how well those games went. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And the defense was absolutely. I, I put a lot in this, a lot of this on them because I mean the offense. I mean, scored 30, 36 points in regulation. I have one question for you though. Do you think the game will have been different uh, had Tre'Davious uh, White uh, been there? Oh yeah. Oh you th- yeah, oh. yeah. I mean, my my early so. For those of us that don't listen, I know you listen, Fernando, but for those of us that don't listen to the podcast, each week we do our wall of famers and wall of shamers. And uh, and for the first part of it, I had Dane Jackson on my wall of shame. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was having a very good game at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, no, no, I agree um, with He was you. toast. He made up for it on that big uh, third down stop where he uh, he tackled, who was it, Tyreek Hill in the backfield, Jarek McKinnon in the backfield. Um, had a big stop there, so that made, that helped make up for it, but... Um, I mean, he he was getting toasted a lot of, a lot of the game, and so was Levi Wallace. People were saying Levi Wallace was too. I mean, he wasn't completely out to blame. I mean, he, there was a couple of plays where even the safeties were getting torched in the, in the secondary. So, Tre'Davious White makes a difference for sure. Does he make yes. a difference enough to win the game? I mean, you'd think so because it was so freaking close. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, so so yeah, I, I I think he does. I think the Bills win this game with Trey White. I mean, you're talking about a top five, top ten corner in the league, right? Um, I mean, that, that can't hurt. And again, another reason, you know, I mean, Bruce from the Bruce exclusive has been pounding the table for geez. How long has been Bruce been on the network three years? I think he's been pounding the table on it for a cornerback being drafted high and they just haven't. So maybe they use this next season and say, Hey, you know, maybe we draft one in the first four rounds for once um, and look at it that way. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. It was definitely, uh, uh, unpleasing to yell at the screen the whole game. Uh, asking for the defense to tackle uh, Mahomes, right? Because he just ran the entire. He he ran at, at will. Uh, literally, <laughs> it was it was really frustrating to watch at, at at times. Yeah, agreed, agreed. He was very frustrating at times. Fernando, my my friend, thank you so much for coming on and uh, and giving us your thoughts. Hey, thank you for having me on, man. Uh, go Bills! And uh, well, it's a t- tough uh, heartbreaker, but uh, we'll be back. We'll, we'll uh, sorry, we'll be back. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely appreciate that. Right. Thank you to Fernando for coming on. Jeez, you know, I was gonna end it. I was really gonna end it. And then uh I got my guy, Zach. Zach is uh Zach, oops, did I lose you? My bad. Uh Zach was uh one of these guys that uh that had been on the podcast before we were part of Buffalo Rumblings. Um he's my draft guy, he's my um he's my uh I might have I might have stopped him from getting on. That's my fault, Zach. <laughs> Oh, look how good I'm doing at this. All right. Okay. I'll get, I'll get in one more. <laughs> I'll get in one more. Uh, as a speaker, we got Dylan, Dylan, 
uh, you were on uh, the Circling the Wagons Twitter space. How are you doing? I'm good, guys. Uh, sorry to hear about the loss. Uh, just wanted to hop in the space for a second. And forgive me if you've already brought this up. I was just curious from a Bills fan's perspective. Were you surprised that they didn't try to squib it with 13 seconds left to try to kick it to the 5 or 10-yard line, run a couple seconds off? Or do you think even if you had done that, they still could have gotten it to like the 30, 35-yard line with 10 seconds left and they still would have had a chance to kick a field goal? What do you think? Uh, so one, one thing we, we did kind of talk about that earlier, so don't, but don't, but don't feel bad, Dylan. I, I, I think it's worth discussing again, because, uh, I, I definitely think they should have squib kicked it. Of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. but at the time, even Tony Romo and Jim Mance were mentioning, like, I think you squib kick it here, right? Like take some time off the clock. Right. Um, at the same time though, the bills, uh, coverage team wasn't doing as good, but at the same time. You know, from that perspective, I mean, the odds are always in your favor that you're going to tackle the guy as opposed to let him go for a touchdown or even, you know, down to what your own 30 yard line where you just need to kick a field goal. And even so, I mean, who cares if you get him down? To the, I mean, there's kick a field. I don't know. I mean, is, is it better to put in Mahomes hands with 13 seconds or, you know, get it their own 35? Well, here's my 40. thing. If you squib it right at what yard line do you think they could have gotten to with like nine or 10 seconds left where you can still run two plays? Go wherever you want because you have the timeouts. Is it? W- would you rather give them thirteen seconds at the twenty-five or nine seconds at the thirty-seven? Is there a difference? I don't know. Exactly because you're still talking. You're still two getting plays two plays. Right yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And they didn't have a lack of timeouts. You know, good on Andy right. Reid. Andy Reid, by the way, who historically has not been good with timeouts, was absolutely amazing at timeouts tonight. Sure. 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 But but no no exactly that. I mean, it's kind of like you know what I would have liked them to see like to see them not do is run a prevent, prevent defense on those last couple of plays and just let Kelsey and, uh, and Hill or McKinnon. I can't remember who it was just march down the field. Right, I think it well. was Hill, but I, I, my thing was, I think the bills called a timeout right before, or, you know, they called a timeout before the play and the Chiefs set up the play where they got it to Hill, mm-hmm. a couple blockers and ran down the middle with, and got, got it down with like eight seconds left. I wonder what play they were originally going to run if the bills hadn't called a timeout, not, who knows, but yeah, yeah. Crazy stuff. Anyway. Crazy stuff. <laughs> we'll appreciate you coming on, Dylan. Um, Good luck, guys. Thank you for your thoughts. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Go Bills. You too. All right, guys. Uh, we got to still record. This uh, This ended up being a little bit longer than uh, than before, but uh, appreciate all you guys tuning in. We're going to uh, put this on a podcast uh, this upcoming week on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Um, for all you guys that stuck in, for all you guys that didn't get a chance to uh, to speak, uh, apologize, but we'll probably, we'll try to get you on next time. And uh, you know, for all of us here at Circling the Wagons Podcast, go Bills, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons Podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. 
You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.